Your attention, please. The Santa Fe and Disneyland passenger train, the E.P. Ripley, now loading on track number one for a trip around Walt Disney's Magic Kingdom. All aboard. Hello and welcome back to the Magical Kingdom of Walt. As always, I'm your host, Paul. And I, once again, I've been gone a while. It's uh, eight strange times. Disneyland is obviously not open at the moment. So I, I took a bit of a breather again, just to kind of wait and see what was happening. But today I just kind of had a, a bit of a mental, God knows what, uh, and, and thought, over at Discover DLP, another one of our shows over on the After Dark Podcast Network, myself and Nick have been taking a walk around the parks and kind of looking at menus and shops and things like that and just kind of giving an explanation. And I thought, well, what better time to do something like that for Disneyland than while it's closed, while people can't get there, while there's not really any news. And then I thought, what better way to do it than to uh, ask my co-host from Discover DLP, Nick, to join me. So welcome, Nick. Thank you very much for having me, Paul. And I think that's possibly the longest I've ever sat in silence on a podcast. <laughs> I feel very privileged. I always feel like when I start those things, because I don't do it that often, I gab on a little bit too much for an introduction. I, I, I think introducing a podcast is a bit like cheese. It's, it's almost very hard to have too much of it. Mm. Um, and I think you did a good explanation because, you know, I know that, you know, this is one of the projects that you kind of do outside of the bubble. Yeah. And, you know, I was conscious that you, you hadn't done it for a while. And I don't know. I mean, I don't want to take credit for this coming back today, but I did kind of <laughs> possibly nudge you in that direction because you, we hadn't recorded a podcast this week. Yeah, we um, we decided to have a. A day off yesterday from our normal routine because we do we record every week some show or another um but because and i'll say this now we're we're doing another live show uh with a quiz and and everything and, and well just over a week um so we decided this week should have been should have been our patreon show but we're going to do that live for the people that join us on the on the live event in in a week and a half so we we just decided a few of us weren't available or had other things that we needed to do and we just decided we were going to have a break and then <laughs> nick said this morning oh i've got I'm getting a bit itchy feet because i've not recorded anything and this idea just kind of creeped into my head i'm such an idiot right <laughs> because like so for the benefit of of you this is like uh, you said like we do have a podcast and, and you mentioned Discover DLP. We're recording Discover DLP as we record this. We're recording that tomorrow. 20, so we're recording that on hours, Wednesday. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. So we were going to record a podcast this week. Yeah. Then I've launched my new podcast called This Is Your Life, which I've not actually recorded a brand new episode for in about five or six weeks. And I'm recording three in the next seven days. So <laughs> It's not like I wasn't recording anything with anyone at any time. 
Yeah. But I'm very much a creature of habit. And so when life throws me a curveball like that, where our schedule kind of gets disrupted and we decide to have a week off, I think I'm okay with it until it happens. And then I'm not. So I'm such an idiot because we are recording podcasts. And as you say, recording another podcast together in 24 hours, but here we are. Yeah. Um, and, and what I like about you asking me to do this is, you know, this is, uh, and I've been very open about this on other podcasts, this is a, a, a part that I don't really um, know that much about. I mean, I know the basics and what yeah. have you, but I've never been here. So my frame of reference has been through one of your favorite mediums, which is uh, YouTube and yeah. uh, vloggers uh, and people just take footage of the part. So, you know, I know some of the attractions, but, you know, I've got so many questions to ask you. Yeah. So, um, so yeah, this, this was the other reason why I asked you, because it kind of gives it a different slant. Now, obviously, I've experienced Disneyland, not loads, but enough that I know the parks. Yeah. Whereas you obviously don't at all, other than what you've seen on a TV screen. Um, so it was kind of, it gave it a different, different slant on how, we're going to look at things because you'll be able to go, oh, this one's kind of like this shop that, you know, this restaurant. Oh, it's similar to that, but it's a little bit different. Um, so, yeah, it's, it was just something that I just thought would, would be a, a fun way to look at. We've had so much fun with the, the Disneyland Paris one um, that this can just give us a different, different angle to it with, uh, with Disneyland. And also, we've we've got it wrong so many times. Yeah. On on Discover DLP, I'm hoping that we're not going to repeat it on on this episode. <laughs> yeah. We but won't. Can I, I'm sure we'll be it, fine. <laughs> but can I start with? So I'm I'm looking at the map. So yeah. um, if you want to play along at home, boys and girls, uh, Paul directed me to the App Store, and I downloaded the Disneyland app. Yeah. And on that app, there is a map. E-I-E-I-O. <laughs> and I'm looking at that now. So, you know, obviously the, the part that I'm most familiar with is Disneyland Paris. And that's yeah. because of the amount of times I've, I've been there over the last uh, 27 years, 28 years, 28 yeah. years, God, 28 years this year. Um, so I know that part pretty much like the back yeah. of my hand um, more than any other. But when I walk in there, um, you, you kind of go straight into the, or you, or you walk under the, yeah. uh, the train station. And I can see on the map here that there is a building that looks similar. So is that actually uh, like a Disneyland railroad or is that something else? No, that is the Disneyland railroad. But you don't go straight underneath it. You go to either end. It's, yeah, and this uh, this was something I was going to bring up because we're actually going to start on the right-hand side of Main Street because that's where the first shop is. Weirdly, I normally go in on the left-hand side. Ah, like the duchy. <laughs> yeah, so I normally come out the side of City Hall. Right. Um, because I feel it gives you a better view. As you come in, you don't see the castle straight away. Coming in on the left-hand side, you kind of have to go round town square to be able to see it whereas if you come in on the right hand side you can see it straight down main street yeah i can see you know just again i'm only looking at a cartoon map but 
yeah, I can I can see that actually. I can see the entrance, and I can see because of the the angles of of Main Street. I can see if you go in via the left, then your 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 view's kind of obscured straight away. Yeah. Um, but on the right, you don't have that problem. Yeah. So these first first few shops we're going to look at, we're going to look at the shops today for the first episode, um, because there is quite a few down Main Street, and there's quite a few restaurants as well down Main Street or eateries, should I say? So we're going to start with the shops. So these these shops on the right hand side would be normally be the ones I go to last as I'm exiting the park. Of course. So, so we're going to start the, the first one you come to. So right on the right hand side, as soon as you come in, it's it's more or less there, right right next to you, and that is the Disneyana shop. And now this is a favourite shop of mine as well. It's it's bizarre, um, as I say, it's the last normally the last one I go into. Um, but we've got our, our description: throwing your day in a rare and unusual way with a one of a kind work from. This Main Street USA gallery featuring limited edition art inspired by scenes from Disney animated classics and highly detailed statues slowly sculpted over time. So I would say this is very similar to Harrington's in, in that sense, um, but on a much grander scale. Oh. This has actually got a proper art gallery in the back. <laughs> of it so you've got like a normal shop in the front and then you walk through the back and there's actually a gallery in the back so with statues and cases and and all sorts of things art on the wall framed art um kind of similar to what you see in the disney gallery in um disneyland, disneyland paris village yeah um like they've got the art up the walls but this is like a full-on dark wood kind of dark colours proper art gallery um, wow. classy yeah classy is the word okay yeah so as it says here that you can buy merchandise it's still for some unknown reason advertising that it sells Vinylmation <laughs> um, <laughs> maybe they've got a couple of boxes of uh, Star Wars left yeah. or something so it says pins and Vinylmations gifts and housewares Toy, toys and plush, art and collectibles is what you can find here. But you can actually see that um, there is a, a picture at the top of the, for anybody that's following along, and, and Nick, you can see that there is actually a picture of the, the artwork, um, some of the stuff that's in the galleries um, above it. Um, but it is also home to um, an animator's table, like we see in, in quite a few... Um, places like this where you can actually mm. see a Disney animator drawing some characters. Um, I, I think by the time I got in there, the last time they'd actually closed it, but this was um, one of the places I bought some artwork, some prints that are up in my dining room at the moment, some Mary Poppins ones. Um, as we all know, they're not allowed to use Julie Andrews likeness because of her contract so they don't don't actually feature julie andrews in them and um, one of them is kind of the room in the, the the kids bedroom from the film so with the bricks and and everything and then a few of her bits scattered around and a, a silhouette of her um but i've also got one that that is from the film but it isn't it doesn't look like julie andrews it's kind of a, a more cartoony version of it but the the one of the kids bedroom we bought that in there uh, and we took it to the till 
and the cast member went, wait a minute. And he went off and he came back very disappointed. He said, we'd had 10 of these signed by Julie Andrews Holy up, until cow. The, up until the week before. Wow. And he said, we must have sold the last one like really recently because they were there the last time I looked. Oh, man. And that was on our honeymoon. So it was like, how disappointing. I was like, but then, then to make up, he did. He, he picked up the telephone and he, he rang and we had a message from Mickey Mouse on the phone for us saying happy wedding day and, and everything. So that was himself. Yeah. Yeah. So he did, he did try to make up for it, but yes, this is one of my favorite shops. It used to be home. You used to find like the, the John Lasseter Hawaiian shirts in here. Um, alongside the art and no we don't they still sell them though (laughs) it's not like they've given up selling them because they're popular yeah so they're they're still very much a staple of disney clothes shops in the u.s so but yeah that's that's kind of the the things that i remember but yeah this this feels like it it proper fits on main street it it feels like like a 1920s 1930s shop for me yeah and i think i've always enjoyed looking at the the art um disneyland paris i mean it does sell art but they're normally things in frames yeah and you know one of the things that i loved doing when i was at disney world is going into those uh those shops that would would sell bits of art and you know the, what you mentioned there about the the disney artists and stuff they would normally um, have those on a card and stick them in a bit of plastic and then stick them in racks, wouldn't they? Yeah. And would be going through those racks trying to find a particular character. Yeah. Um, that they, that someone had drawn. And I used to love, you know, is a bit like looking through um, a CD collection or something. Yeah. You know. Yeah. But like exactly. flicking through it, trying to find a character that you want or the uh, the yeah. pose that you want or something. Yeah, we've got yeah. a we've got a Mike Krasowski one somewhere. That he's not even complete. He's kind of even still got the the drawn lines that they drew round. You know how they do yeah. the the grid. Yes. Um, and he looks great. I I love him. It was it was just one that stood out. It was actually I think that was from Walt Disney World. We found that one, and um, the Please. first time we went. Please don't mention the grid to a Tron fan. <laughs> Um, but no, I mean, I, I think you're right. I think, you know, that kind of, um, that that's the kind of shop you want to see on a, on a main street. And it's, yeah. I think why, you know, going back to DLP, that the fact that we both love um, Harrington so much is because, yeah. you know, it has that blend of, of different types of art, whether that's statue, whether that's, uh, you know, some blowing glass ornaments. Yeah. Um, so yeah, I think I think they should always be on the main street shops like that. So yeah. it's good that it's the first one. Yeah. So heading on to the next one, and and I think this is pretty self-explanatory just from from the name, um, and that's the Mad Hatter. So the description is heading to Disneyland Park in style with a stop at this Main Street USA shop. It's filled to the brim with so many caps, you're sure to find the perfect fit whether getting goofy with your headwear or personalising a pair of Mickey ears. Now, this is something we talk about quite often on Discover DLP, is the lack of Mickey ears in Paris. 
can we call it a lack when the answer is none? <laughs> none. Um, yeah. Pre- pretty much none, anyway. Um, yeah, it's it's very weird, isn't it? The fact that we we don't have them. They've tried a few times. They've uh, tried with the them. like the headband, haven't they? That, that, the well, main yes. thing. Yes. Yeah. Yes, they have. But um, there's been at least two occasions that I can think of where they've tried to do the the ear hacks, but it's always felt like um, they've not put much emphasis on it. Yeah. So, so we so we get these collections like a lot of the parks do, these, these coloured collections or, mm. or themed collections. So you'll get a spirit jersey, a lounge fly bag, and normally a, a set of ears. Mm. And so we've had, we've had those over the last few years, but that is very much it. Yeah, they did try and do a big push. If you remember when, um, when Disney Dreams launched, yeah. they had those, um, those ear hats that uh, were synced to yeah, the Yeah, that were launched for World of Colour. Yes, yeah, same ones. Yeah. Um, and that was probably the last time they tried to do a big push. They, they, they had, a few years before that, they had started to sell very limited runs of, of Mickey ears there. But again, they didn't try and push them. So they kind of had them. And I mean, I don't know how you feel about uh, Mickey ears, but I've, whenever I've tried to try them on, I've always found them just a little bit too snug. Yeah, I've, I've got a few pairs um, that have been worn for one trip and then put in a cupboard and never seen again until my son came along, who now has them floating around in his bedroom because they fit him. <laughs> yeah, they're, they're, they're not... Yeah, they. I don't. I'm not particularly keen on the fit of them. They do look quite good. Um, I've seen some over the years that um, over the years, over the years um, that I've I've quite liked the look of. But yeah, I mean, I wouldn't I wouldn't wear them for particularly long. And no. for me, um, I think the headbands are easier to to fit. Yeah. Um, and and to and to wear than a, a hat is. Yeah. But I appreciate they're they're very iconic, and I think the big difference as well is if you're going to Disneyland, which obviously you you, you would be if you're listening to this um, in terms of describing what's going on. Um, it, it's it's probably a traditional thing to do. Yeah, I would imagine it was. It's probably been something that's been there right from the the word go, because obviously the Musketeers wore them. Yeah, so, a, so lot I the, think... a lot of the park back then was revolving around the Musketeers. Yes. Yeah. So I think for that reason, if I was going there, I'd probably feel obliged to yeah. buy some and wear them for a bit. But yeah. like you say, they would probably never be worn again outside of that. But yeah. it's almost a rite of passage. So um so that's cool. But you but you said they do other other hats and stuff. Yeah, they in do there as well. And stuff, so so yeah, as well as they do camera goods as well. So if you need a new memory card or batteries or, or anything like that that's that's the place to go on on main street for that as well um well, like the old of, days when you used to have to go and buy actual film yeah from there and stuff yeah exactly and uh, and I, again it, it looks like a it fits in really well it's got a it's got like a foyer area before you go in um that says the mad hatter over the top of it with with his hat above it and it it really does fit in with the with the decor of main street yeah um, 
so yeah, that that's pretty self-explanatory with that that shot. There's there's not a lot else you can say about it. Um, so moving on, um, we've got Disney Showcase. Um, this seems to sell pretty much what we've already seen in the last two shops, to be honest. Um, it so, still says they sell Vinylmation. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Um, just to impress with some of the latest and greatest Disney apparel and souvenirs for every season, from Halloween to the holidays. Um, so yeah, again, it says Mickey ears, apparel and accessories, pins and Vinylmation, camera and media, gifts and housewares, toys and plush, and art and collectibles. So it feels very much like it's just combining everything that was in those first two shops. Yeah, and I'm, I'm quite surprised. I mean, you know, I'm not. We're not there. We're not looking at them. But yeah. I'm a bit surprised because one of the the big complaints that we've always said about um, DLP in particular is the fact that you go in one shop and you feel like, in a way, you've been in all the shops. Yeah. Because you see a lot of repeated stuff. Yeah. Um, and the fact that it sounds like it is repeating what you've just seen yeah. in the first couple of shops. The one thing uh, I will say with this, though, is that it does seem to change it up with the season. Yeah, it does seem to suggest that they um, they also use that particular shop um, to uh, to highlight the uh, collections they've got on at that time. Yeah. So, so. That, so that makes a, a little bit of a difference. And, of course, something that um, DLP doesn't do Disneyland changes their window displays very regularly. When right. they get something new in, they will change the the windows. If it's the season, they change the windows out. Um, whereas DLP pretty much stays the same. Very little yes. changes in those window displays. Um, yep. In fact, there are very few window displays at Disneyland Paris. A lot of them are just small doors into them with a few bits in the window, and and that's it. Whereas, yeah. whereas Disneyland has a lot of moving pieces and, and things like that in their windows, which they can change out at, at times. Um, they tend to have like Christmas Mickeys and, and things like that, that they, they can change out. Um, but yeah, this one very much seems like it's um, the same kind of stuff. It says here, I'm guessing it's probably not the case at the moment, but um, there was a merchandise collection for magic happens the new parade that they launched prior to to shutdown and um, that had only been open a few months it seems like they were advertising that heavily at that point before they closed down and that hasn't changed out yet but i would imagine once the parks reopen if it does open within the next month that would change to to a halloween collection mm. um so also included in in this area and it's it's not a massive shop, um, and there's not really much to talk about with it. But that's the Magic Street, uh, the Main Street Magic Shop. Well, you say that. Yeah, you say that. There's there's someone in particular that you can talk about with that shop. Yeah, I mean, it's one again. It's one of the few things that um, in in the kind of uh, fun facts about Disneyland that I'm I'm aware of. So why don't you spill the beans? So yep, um, back in the the early days of of the theme park. Um, a certain Steve Martin used to work in that shop. Um, he he did quite a lot at Disney. He started as a newspaper seller on Main Street as a as a teenager. As a newsie. Yeah. Um, and then he gradually um, migrated to different spots in the park. And, and the one he's most famously known for was working in the, the magic shop. 
Um, and there's, yep. there are pictures of him um, on the internet working in the, in the store. Um, I'll post one if anybody's listening that's in, in our group, the, the official After Dark Podcast Network group. Uh, I'll pop a picture of Steve Martin in there for you to have a look at. Um, yeah, I mean, as long as you make trend. sure it's one... Yeah, I was going to say, as long as it's not from like, you know, parenthood or, or <laughs> father to bride or something, because well, everyone's they, seen those. Yeah, but they, they own those now. That's very firms, true. Yeah, father of the bride's getting remade, isn't it? Oh, I mean, probably. What is I mean, it? it? Wouldn't, wouldn't yeah. really surprise me. So, um, so this this looks like um, on the map, it's it's all kind of one big building that's been split out into little yeah. units, um, a bit like the the first one. So, twentieth um, century music company. Yeah, is um, there as well? Yeah, they are. Um, which is an interesting one because again, it pretty much. Sells, sells stuff. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, it's um, <laughs> but under the the art and collectibles things, they do sell um, the LPs that uh, Disney release now through the Disney Music Emporium. Um, so it's great. I we've been talking about LPs the last week or so. We were talking about some that were really expensive, not Disney ones, but. Um, but I don't own a record player. It's one thing that I'm like, I need to get a record player because I would love a collection of vinyl. I've had vinyl yeah. over the years, but never actually played it and ended up selling it on. It, it's funny, isn't it, really? Because, you know, when we were growing up, you know, our, our families would have had record collections. And then as we were kind of getting a little bit older than that, you know, cassettes and then CDs really started to, to take over so then everyone's yeah. music connection went from vinyl to cds and now we're seeing a buck in the trend and now yeah. vinyl is is back in fashion um yeah. i've got a um a mary poppins vinyl where the sleeve is signed by the sherman brothers very nice lisa yeah. did try and buy me one ages ago and i don't know what ever happened to to us getting it but it never happened because i've as people know i've got a bit of a mary poppins collection mm. um new stuff and old stuff um i've got some original press photo uh, photography that they released before the film came out that came in a in a brown envelope that's stamped walt disney studios wow. um, and all the address and it's it's all the original press printings that they did but then i've got i've got new stuff i've got pops and and figures, uh, I've got, I've got Mary Poppins umbrella that's hanging in front of me right now, um, along with, I've got Dick Van Dyke autograph above me as well, um, that someone got me for my birthday, um, and all sorts of things. But I've never managed to to get a hold of the vinyl. It's never never happened in the end. <laughs> well, an incentive to, to do so if, if nothing yeah. else. Um, there's there's nothing like buying disney music at disney i remember no. um the last thing i bought music wise was the nightmare before christmas album when uh i think it was like the i don't know 15th anniversary or 20th anniversary or something but um a load of artists re-recorded the music from the film yeah so it's an album cover versions of the songs from the film and it was all those kind of emo bands at the time yeah. so you panic at the discos and stuff. And I bought that from a shop in Hollywood Studios. 
and I knew that I could have bought it cheaper. Like if I'd have bought it from Amazon or something, but I was in Disney. Yeah. So I, that was it my justification. Well, as I said, now that CD is associated with that trip to Disney World yeah. rather than something I ordered off of Amazon. That, that came through the letterbox. Yeah. yeah. So, you know, I, I said I, I bought that from Hollywood Studios. I was really pleased. And um, yeah, so I, I'll always think associate that with, with being there, which yeah. you wouldn't get, you know, streaming it or, or buying it yeah. from uh, somewhere else. Yeah, I know the last time we we did a a family trip to Walt Disney World, I bought I bought the park album, so it got all the tracks from the rides and the shows and and everything. And I actually specifically went back to the park just to get it because mm. I was like, no, I I want that. I want something. I remember these rides now, and I can put yeah. that on in the car. And I'm I'm back there, and it's it's sat in the car ever since. It's it's still there now, and gets played on a on a regular basis. And that's been what six just coming up six years yeah six years so so sam was eight, yeah sam was 18 months the last time we went as a as a family to walt disney world so that's taken a batter in but yeah the 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 actual description for this shop despite the fact it is called 20th century music company get in tune with your inner pin enthusiast this melodious Main Street USA shop features the latest pin collections, lanyards, and accessories, along with soundtracks to some of your favourite Disney films. So it's it's pretty much a, sounds like it's a, a pin shop. I believe it's it's where you go for the limited edition pins um, right. when they when they come out, and they have like a whole wall of, of pins in cases and and things like that, depending on on how limited they are. So, yeah. so yeah, but the, that's a, a a good place to go to if you're if you are a pin collector or, or a music collector for that for that matter. Mm. So let's move along. So we then move across to the next section, um, and we get to Disney Clothiers Limited. This Another is again, main street staple. Yeah. Um, Pretty much says what it does what it says on the tin. Um, it hasn't even got a description on yes, the it has. on the app. Apparel, apparel, apparel and accessories, accessories. and violation. Yeah, it ha- no, it doesn't have violation. <laughs> Not this one. That'll be the next one. Um, so yeah, that is what it what it is really. There's there's nothing to talk about. It's it's in a similar spot to um, Main Street Motors at Disneyland Paris just switched mm. around the the marketplace the, the market house is the opposite side of the the road and in this case they switched them around um yeah. for anybody that knows Disneyland Paris they're, they're pretty much in a in a similar spot Disneyland Paris's main street is is structured in a very similar way to to Disneyland's um compared to Walt Disney World Walt Disney World is a is a little bit different in in that sense um so we move along um, to another one that's kind of a staple of, of Disneyland Paris as well um, and that's Crystal Arts this time it has its own shop whereas at Disneyland Paris it shares shares the, the shop floor with with Harrington's so etch marks the spot at this Main Street USA mainstay commemorate your visit to Disneyland, Paris, uh, Disneyland Park with 
sparkling gifts and exquisite crystal mementos like figurines, tiaras and personalised glassware that can be engraved while you wait. Now, Nick, I know you want one of the tiaras. I'm glad you got there first. Uh, I was just thinking one of the things I don't own is a tiara. Um, I'm sure there's one to, to, to suit me. Um, I mean, I, I find these things fascinating. Yeah. Um, I find them fascinating to, to look at, to look at how they're made. It's been a long time since I bought anything. Yeah. Um, I bought some previously I've, I've bought glasses from these kind of establishments and had them engraved with things, um, you know, to, to remind us of the trip. Like I think I got my parents some etched glasses, if I recall correctly, um, from possibly the first time we went out there. Um, so, you know, I think that stuff is really cool. I do, I do like the, uh, the crystal figures, but yeah, I just, I think you have to have a particular setup for them to work in your home. Like they're a little bit garish, yeah. really. And therefore, if you've got like a nice uh, glass display case or something that's pretty empty, they'd probably look all right in there. Yeah. But they would look nice on a shelf, for example. Yeah. I don't think. No, they're kind of, I think they have to be highlighted, don't they? Otherwise, they kind of disappear. They're not mm. something that's going to catch your eye. I mean, I'm just looking on the shelf. Yeah, I'm just looking at the the, the well. I'm, uh, <laughs> secret. I'm not actually looking. I tried to look, but I'm I'm obscured in my view from where I'm sitting at the moment. But if I look um, where I'm sitting to to watch TV, we have some shelves above the TV, and on the shelves we've got some books and the the partner statue. That I've talked about before, like the kind of bronze effects uh, partner statue, and also the Kevin and Jody up statue that I bought from Disneyland yeah. Paris. And you know, the partner statue, yeah, it doesn't exactly uh, shine out because it's supposed to be like a bronze, so it, it, yeah. it's a little bit diluted. But it, but it suits. You know, it kind of goes with the shelves because you know it's got a dark wood base and, and the shelves are dark wood, and then you've got the Kevin and Jody up statue of a young uh, Ellie and Carl from up and that's obviously quite colorful and it's a nice compliment but if you stuck a little glass figurine of Sorcerer Mickey or something it just yeah. would look and also because of the size and because they're obviously quite small as well so again you need to have them displayed in a specific way yeah normally they need to kind of be lit up don't they if you put yeah. them in one of those those cases where you've got the the lights that are in the in the top of the cupboard, yeah, and you can buy you know I've seen light up bases and stuff like that. So it's not like you you can't have these things, but it's you know with a lot of the the things that you buy, a lot of ornaments and statues that you buy, and you know you buy Disney traditions and things like that, you can just put them wherever you want, and yeah, they kind of go. But you do need to start faffing about with with those things. So I think. I could sit there and watch them make something for quite a while before getting yeah. bored, but that doesn't mean that I'd actually purchase one. Yeah. Yeah. I, I can honestly say I've looked at the ones at Disneyland Paris. The only thing that's tempted me in recent months was the, some of the Pirates of the Caribbean stuff that they'd done at, at Disneyland Paris. Um, they did a, one of the coins, one of the, the Aztec coins. Um, mm. 
in the in the glass, and I, I was tempted by that, but obviously didn't get out there to be able to get one. Um, but yeah, for the for the most part, as you say, they're they're great to to look at being made, especially uh, as we say Disneyland Paris. You can actually they they've moved them to the forefront of the the shop to to make them now. They're they're right at the front of Harrington's, so as soon as you walk in, you can see them see them doing it. Um, but never been massively tempted to to buy anything. So, so that, yeah, that that's pretty self-explanatory again. And I think the the next store is as well, um, and that's the Silhouette Studio. So it says, transform a magical day into a keepsake treasure, courtesy of Silhouettes featuring your entire family. Watch and wonder as our artists create at a rate of sixty seconds per portrait. You can even even tuck their work into its very own picture frame. Now I've had one of these done, but not at Disney. I had these one had one done at a staff ball, and that's very much what it feels like. Like it's it's entertainment mm. rather than kind of something you'd buy as a souvenir. So is this so so, so is this cut out or is this drawn? Yeah, no, it's cut, it's cut out. out. Yeah, because they do it in Disneyland Paris as well, don't they? In the hotel. Yeah. Sometimes yeah. um, it seems to be a bit of a bit of a seasonal thing. It's not like an everyday thing. Um, yeah, I like the idea of them, but again, yeah, and also sixty seconds. I mean, that, you know, it's not a long time. I want to be entertained for more than sixty seconds. Yeah, insert your own joke. <laughs> People listening at home, um, but yeah, I, yeah, it's a it's a gimmick, right? Yeah, I suppose. Yeah. But, yeah. yeah, it's not not for me. Um, so then we we move on again uh, as we near the end of Main Street before we turn back down the other side. And we have the China Closet. And once again, this hasn't got a description, but I think the name pretty much gives it away. It's gifts and housewares and art and collectibles. So again, this seems like the sort of place you'd go to get statues and, and stuff like that. Um, pretty similar to, to Harrington's, I would say. I completely disagree with you. The name China Closet suggests to me that it's somewhere I can go and buy a kimono or um, <laughs> something something like that rather than... I think I've just uh, culturally appropriated China. Yeah. You get kimonos in China, do you? That's a Japanese thing. <laughs> well, anyway, I expect it to be more China-based than gifts yeah. and housewares and arts and collectibles and probably vinylmations. Yeah. Um, very weird name for a shop, but there you go. Yeah. And and just to point out as well that next door to this, there's a there's a sign that says the, the Palm Parlour. Again, um, insert your own joke. Yeah. It's actually nothing in there. Um, it's an, oh, it's just a fake facade. Yeah. There but what it did used to be when the park first opened was a cellar of bras. And underwear. Well, again, I was probably right to make the insert your own joke reference then. Yeah. I didn't realise that. Yeah. I, I, I did know there was somewhere on Main Street that did that. The Wizard of Brass. That is not what it was name. called. It was. Oh my goodness. Yeah, and it lasted wrong. all of three months before they closed it when they realised that no one was going to Disneyland for a bra. I was once told by an American but I mean, just because it was one American, I can't take it as gospel, that um, it's pronounced Lingiri. 
<laughs> rather than our pronunciation of lingerie. Oh dear. So I I don't know. Um, I mean, she was from New York. That's how she told us it was pronounced. I I don't know if that is true, or maybe she just got the pronunciation wrong. But there you go. <laughs> wow. So the the last door on on this side of Main Street, on the right hand side, as you face the castle, is the Main Street Photo Supply Company. So this is home. Bring home magical photo moments from your visit. Choose Disney Photo Pass prints to treasure. Or download your whole day's journey with Disney Photo Pass Plus. So it's pretty much what your app does. Yeah. Um, I can't imagine this is a particularly busy shop. Because um, you do have access to everything on the app. Um, people might go in and print stuff off. I'm, I'm not sure. But I would imagine this is more used for people that are having issues with the app. Yeah, I- I mean, you do you do see, don't you, people going to buy single prints and stuff. Yeah. Um, I mean, I can't remember how much they cost in the American parks, but I always would have been a bit pricey at Disneyland Paris and just think to myself, well, look, for another, like, 30 or, or 40 quid, you can just buy the pass and get loads of photos yeah. that you can print off whenever you like rather than just pay for one photo now, but but there you go so yeah you, uh, people still do it but yeah yeah certainly certainly in this day and age where where everything is in in the app um as we're proven by the fact that we can do this by just looking at the disneyland app yeah sure. um so we cross over main street and head back down the other side so the first shop you come to and i i'm sure you can class this as a a shop, but you could also probably class it as a eatery as well. Um, it's the Candy Palace and Candy Kitchen. So sink your sweet tooth into an old-fashioned array of confectionaries. Peek inside glass-walled kitchen to see our candy makers at work before choosing from chocolate-covered strawberries, caramel apples, toffee fudge, and so much more. Now we obviously like the one at Disneyland Paris. This one is massive compared to that. <laughs> Um, I have been in here um, on trips to, to Disneyland and you can, as they say, you can watch them making the food. Don't even have to go in to do that. You can see them from the outside. Um, there is a picture on the app where you can see how the, the shop is set out. Um, yeah, it's it's weird, isn't it? We don't really have that here. No. Um, I remember the first time... I'm sure there was someone somewhere on Main Street that did that as well. But I remember the first time I saw it anywhere was actually at Universal of all places. Yeah. And there was a shop. Um, I can't remember what it was called, but I remember it was near where Earthquake was, where Richterberger was. Yes. And there's, um, they, oh, is it, it's something Candy Company, isn't it? Yeah. Corner, yes. Yeah. yeah. And um, they were making uh, rock. Yeah. Just, just making like I, I can't. I don't know if they call it rock or not, but what we would call rock, um, which is like long hard candy, I suppose. And uh, you could just see them making it, and it was it was fascinating. I've never seen it been been made before. And you know, not only are you watching it being made, but you're watching it being made in front of your eyes. You know, this isn't yeah. like you're watching a, a TV where they reveal secrets or something. You're seeing it being made in front of you. And I just thought it was fascinating. And then even better, they gave you some free samples yeah. um, of the stuff that they've made. But um, 
which worked because I ended up buying a few bags to take home as gifts for people. Um, but yeah, it's a shame we don't we don't have that in the the DLP version. Yeah. Um, and yeah, as you say, it's not a particularly big shop there, so I'm I'm all for it. I mean, I'm I'm not massively into candy apples or stuff like I've never ever had a candy apple. No, I'm not a massive um, fan of that. But when it comes to fudge, that's a different story. Yeah, 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 yeah. I mean, it's expensive, but it's yeah, it's, it good. it's good fudge. That's always normally my my treat after the runs at Disneyland Paris. And just to specify, when Paul says it, when he has running. the runs at Disneyland Paris, yeah, he's he's talking about doing one of the running events rather than yeah. having a dicky tummy. Yeah. Um, but yeah, that's that's my normally my treat to give me some give me a boost to get me through the the day after after those races um is a is a trip to the to the fudge shop so so yeah they, that, they'll even that, pack it for you yeah they will enough. they'll pack the fudge uh and craig's not even here i know i know I, i'm hoping you'll listen to this and, and he'll enjoy my tributes to him so moving down, there's actually few shops on on this side. So we moved down, and the next yeah, one is I, New Century Jewelry. Yeah, what I thought was interesting was the fact like uh, Gibson Girls Ice Cream Parlour is on like, the other side. Well, it, and in the middle of a parade of shops. Yeah, I'm used to it being at the end of Main Street. Yeah, it is. It is a strange one. Hmm. So saying that, next door to that is the New Century Jewelry. Um, again. Pretty self-explanatory. Um, the picture, there's no description. The picture on the app is of, I believe, Alex and Annie bracelets. I mean, that is pretty sad that you even know that. Yeah, I know. Well, I have to know the difference between the Pandora ones and the Alex and Annie ones, don't I? For the wife. Yeah, my wife. Um, yeah, I would have said it was Kidada. Yeah. What was that? Was, that right? was it Disney Couture? Yes, that's what it's called, wasn't it? Yeah, yeah, it's got a bit of a similar look to that in the in the picture here. Yeah, but yeah. So this is where you can buy your, I'm guessing, both expensive and cheap jewelry. Yeah, I would have thought so. So not much to say on that one. And then, obviously, the last one, the big one, the Emporium, as it is everywhere, on that corner on the left hand side as you as you come into the park. Um. So the description, while moseying down Main Street, USA, travel back through time at a turn of the century store, which features the largest selection of souvenirs in all of Disney, Disneyland Park, including Mickey ears, pins, t-shirts, snacks, sundries, and more. Um, it says Mickey ears, apparel and accessories, pins, and animation still. Cam- camera and media, gifts and housewares, toys and plush, and art and collectibles. So pretty much just a combination of everything. Um, as it is in every park, it, it's exactly the same as it is anywhere else. A big old shop that just sells everything. Yeah, basically, yeah, basically, it's the basics. If if you want a, a plush of Mickey, go in there. If you want a t-shirt, go in there. It's the greatest hits, if you will. Yeah, yeah, definitely. And and for anybody that is looking at that, you can see it does look quite different to Disneyland Paris and Walt Disney World. It has got that that kind of 1920s look to it. Um, 
that Disneyland has that's that's different to to the other parks. The other parks are obviously set a little bit further into the future um, by 10, 15 years, whereas this one is is set just after the turn of the century. Well, what I don't get it says like you know travel back through time at this turn of the century store, but most of the stores on Main Street have that kind of look to them anyway. Yeah. So it's not like you know it's it's in keeping with as it as it should be obviously but it's in keeping with the rest of main street yeah so why single this out for, for looking different yeah when every other shop also has that same kind of look to it yeah I'm, I'm led to believe that you're meant to feel that as you go up main street you kind of move on a couple of years um you'll notice something that's different to the other parks the lights change in style so they start with um candlelit ones or made to look like candlelit ones to gaslit to electricity by the time you get to the other end, Interesting. Um, which is quite clever. So there is a slight variation as you go further up. They, they still have a similar look, but they kind of change their style. They, they change the colouring and, and things like that as you move further up up Main Street with, with Disneyland. Hmm. It is it's very strange to look up and you go, well, that light's different to that one. So I'm moving on into a different time period. Now, it's obviously very hard for me to gauge um, looking on a, on a cartoon map as I am right now. But is this a, a similar kind of length to Disneyland Paris? Yeah, or... it, is, it is very similar in, in length. And, and as we get further on into, into the hub as such, um, you'll notice a lot more similarities as well um, in where things are compared to, to Walt Disney World because Walt Disney World kind of switched theirs around a little bit, um, whereas Disneyland Paris is, is very similar to how Disneyland is and it's set up, certainly with a certain restaurant at the end of Main Street as well, a couple of restaurants, in fact, that are in exactly the same spot. Um, but yeah, I, I would certainly say it is more in length and, and how it's set out is, is very much like Disneyland Paris. Yeah, I mean, I'm just looking at the, um, I'm having a preview for, for other parts. Um, and, and, you know, even looking at like the first attraction at um, Tomorrowland is identical. Yeah. And then the location of Buzz Lightyear is identical. Yeah. Uh, Star Tours obviously is in a completely different spot, but that's because the you know that big ride that they have um, in in Disneyland Paris is not part of Tomorrowland. Yeah. So, you know that kind of makes sense. But the fact that those two attractions are pretty much where they are in in Disneyland Paris, I thought was quite interesting. Yeah. Yeah, definitely. So that basically covers the. The stores on Main Street USA at Disneyland. Nick, I hope you've learned a little bit more. Um, I have. It's it, it's interesting in how similar it is, but as to how different it can be as well. Um, I love Disneyland. It will forever be my favourite park. I think, no matter how much I love Disneyland Paris in certain spots, I think Disneyland Paris is a beautiful park. I love the attractions at Walt Disney World, but as a park, as a whole, mm. I don't think anything beats the original. 
and and I'm still learning about it. I've I've only made a couple of trips myself, but obviously, having done what we do, I've learned a lot more about it since I first went than when I was actually going. When I was kind of just visiting as a as a visitor rather than now as a fan and and someone that talks about it as as regularly as we do. Um. So I kind of learn little bits and pieces as I go along as well. And I'm sure I will as we do this as well, looking at menus as we go on and things like that. And like we did on Discover DLP, how much we fell in love with Captain Jack's menu the other day. Um, I'm sure I'm going to find something along the way that I've never looked at before and gone, oh, I need to eat there next time I go. It sounds awfully like you're going to ask me back for future editions. Well, that, that would be quite nice. Oh, well, I'll, I'll, I'll gladly accept the offer. Yeah. wasn't expecting it, but I'll take it. Um, because, yeah, I mean, I, I, I've always, you know, kind of wanted to learn more. And I, we've dipped our toes in a little bit on Diz After Dark. And we will be doing similar on Disney parts and beyond um, in the near future. We kind of discuss what we, we might do. But we wouldn't go into it in the, in the kind of, like, detail that we are right now. So... Yeah. Um, this is a, a, a much better learning tool yeah. uh, for me. And I will, well, I mean, I will plan lots of stupid questions to ask as we go along because I'm <laughs> sure I'll have loads. Yeah, and I'm sure I'll come across something that I go, I don't remember that being like that and have, having to look at things and go, oh, yeah, I, I just completely forgotten. Um, <laughs> but yeah, with the, with the park still closed, we're, we're, hopefully they'll be open in the next couple of weeks. There, there's, there's talks at the moment. Apparently, Universal and Disney are really pushing um, the government in in Los Angeles to allow them to open, um, or in California even with with Disneyland. Um, so hopefully, we will have some news soon about them them reopening, and and hopefully, this might help people that might have visits in the near future. Hopefully, once we can we can fly again, because at the moment we we can't even get to the US. Um, so hopefully people in, in the UK will be able to visit Disneyland again soon. Yeah, yeah, absolutely. Six months, I think it is today. Yeah. Since it closed its doors um, yeah. in Anaheim. So, yeah, we, we must be getting closer to a, a reopening of, uh, of sorts. Yeah, so. there's, there's definitely work going on. Um, I've been watching a few videos. Fresh Bait, um, who we've talked about before, they're, they're visiting... Uh, downtown Disney regularly and you can get up to the gates of the parks and you can see in and there was definitely work being done that looked like it was reopening work so hmm. fingers crossed in the next few weeks we'll see a reopening and in the near future uh, a grand opening of Avengers Campus which was due this, oh, yeah. this summer yeah. um, it looks very close to being finished um, a lot of the, the finishing touches have, have gone in on that. We, we've we talked about it on other shows. The, the Avengers Quinjet has arrived and is sitting atop one of the buildings, which apparently, I'm led to believe, is another attraction. It's going to be built underneath, um, but hasn't hmm. been announced yet. It's a, it's a future expansion. So that should be interesting once we see how this, this first... First bit goes, 
because we've all got our fingers crossed that we'll be able to visit a version next summer here at Disneyland Paris. Indeed. So on that note, thank you again, Nick, for joining me. Hey, it's been an absolute honour. And hopefully we'll be back in the near future. Not hopefully, we will be back in the near future. I, I need to get off my backside and, and do more when it comes to hosting my own shows <laughs> rather than just piggybacking on Nick's work. So it's a very loose time. Yeah. But we will be back um, when we're going to talk about the restaurants and eateries of Main Street USA. I don't think that will that won't be as long. I don't think there's as many. Um, certainly not as many as Disneyland Paris along the way. But yep, we'll be back with that for the next episode. And once again, thank you for joining me and of course Nick on on this episode and keep on dreaming. Au revoir. Ladies and gentlemen, Disneyland has now ended its normal operating day. We hope you've enjoyed your visit to the Magic Kingdom and that you'll be back with us again soon. Drive carefully on your way home. Good night. Yeah, folks. And me and my pals hope you had a swell time. Oh, yeah. <laughs> Filthy hell. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, Mickey? Uh-huh? It's that time. Uh, what time is that, Minnie? Oh, <laughs> Goofy? Oh, oh. Now, now it's time, time to say goodnight to all our company. M-I-C See you real soon. It's always Mickey Mouse. K-E-Y Why? Because we like you! <laughs> <laughs>